Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Chris Craddock, and I am here. We are uh, spending our July at our lake house. So I am here at the lake, and uh, I apologize if there's a little echo here. Don't have all of the sound equi equipment, but hopefully we can still provide a little bit of value. Um, actually, we, we had a little bit of a hiccup today because um, our... Uh, our guest, Damon Remy, is going to have to uh, reschedule. So I wanted to come to you with uh, some of the stuff that I've been looking at. I know a lot of people are asking questions about what is going on for with, um, with the market. What's the state of the market? What's going on? And uh, where are we at? So what I wanted to do today is jump in. Um, on the market and we'll talk through it. So a lot of people are, they're looking at the stock market, which is taking a bath, cryptocurrency, which is taking a bath, um, just basically everything. I mean, heck, today we may be uh, going to, uh, my wife and I may be going to look at buying a horse, right? Even the horse market, these $15,000 horses are selling for, you know, $4,000. So you're seeing even the horse market is taking a bath in the midst of inflation all these things are just costing more and you know, the markets are uh, crashing. And so what about the real estate market? Is the real estate market something that we can trust? Is the real estate market something that we can look at and say, yes, we're in? So um, the question that uh, my friend Jason Hartman used uh, or, or the phrase he used is Tina. And he says, there is no other alternative right? I just finished reading a book called Thinking in Bets. And the book, the whole idea is whatever you do is a bet, right? So if you buy real estate, it's a bet. If you don't buy real estate, it's a bet. If you don't buy real estate and any money that you have, you just put in the bank, what you're betting on is that the, the, the market is going to be um, you know, so bad that it's better to put your cash in the bank where inflation, which the government says is 8.1%, but we all know that that's not accurate. The reality is that the uh, that with inflation, the market is at probably about 15%. The dollar store is the dollar 25 store, right? So we're saying, oh, I'd rather lose money in the bank where I'm getting 1% interest then put it in the real estate market. Well, um, let's start asking the question, what's going on in the real estate market? Is it a trustworthy investment? And if you're a real estate agent, if you're a real estate investor, these are questions that you have to ask yourself. All right. So um, everybody's freaking out, but the reality is, you know, we're, we're seeing the mortgage rate, the, the mortgage rates have actually gone down a little bit in the last week. So it was uh, still around 6%. Now it's in the mid fives. So will it stay at that place? I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. So, um, so we need to ask ourselves, what is unique about real estate that makes it so different as an asset class that, uh, it, it's just different than the stock market crypto. Well, here's the, here's one of the things, you know, you cannot live in 
you cannot live in your stocks. You cannot live in your cryptocurrency. You cannot live anywhere. So there's a utility value to real estate, right? So if you are buying a, a property, it's really important to realize that. You know, we I just was with my business coach earlier today, one of my coaches, and what he was saying is he was break he breaks down the numbers for everybody. He says, okay, let's look at it. If you bought a house for three hundred thousand, let's say it goes down, uh, goes down five percent. Well, then what happens, right? Um, if the interest rates go from five and a half percent to seven percent, are you paying more or less money? Well, you're paying more money um, than you would uh, before the drop, right? So um, you're even though you got a discount, you're still paying money. Well, here's the other question: If you buy a four hundred thousand dollar house, you're missing out on a tax savings of about six thousand dollars a year right? So you add that to it. Plus, if you're buying a $400,000 house, you're missing out on a savings of like ten dollars to $12,000 in uh, principal buy down every year, right? So you're, you're missing out on that. So right, right there, you've basically recouped at what you have. Um, plus, the other pieces of this is, you know, you're looking at um, what you would have spent on rent. So the average rent um, ends up being in a year about $25,000. So if you wait two years, you pay $50,000 in money that you'll never get back when you'd be paying down your own principal, you'd be paying off, uh, you know, lowering your taxes. Real estate is a good bet on that front. Well, what are the other reasons why real estate is a good bet? One, um, anytime you are in a property, you can also, uh, like you can renegotiate your deal, right? You can refinance your property. The, uh, the phrase that we like to use on our team is you date the rate, you marry the house, right? You find a house that you love and then you can refinance the property when the rates go down, right? Before a recession, you always see interest rates go up. Well, we're, we're heading to a recession. But the interesting thing here is, as we'll discuss here shortly, um, we're not looking at a recession. The way people get out of recessions is the rates go down. And so the rates will come down at some point. You get into your house over three years, you pay off 50 grand, 100 grand of that house um, through your principal pay down, whatever it is, tax savings, all of the other pieces there. And then you, uh, you know, and then you can refinance later at a better rate if you'd like. Second thing is you can make your house better by you can make updates, right? You get a house that needs a new kitchen, that needs bathrooms. You can either pay somebody or do it yourself. You can put on an addition, additional bedrooms. It transforms the asset. You can't do that with stock market. You can't do that with cryptocurrency. It's just different. You can also transition your home that you have into a short-term rental. So if you have a rental property, you can transition to a short-term rental. You'll make more money on the property. Now there's more work involved in it unless you get a management company, but you'll make money on it. Um, the house you live in, you can rent your basement. Um, you can sell the property. And if you've lived there two out of the last five years, you can avoid up to $500,000 in taxes. Um, or if you it's a rental property, you can 1031 it and avoid taxes on that front. So regardless, we're seeing that real estate is a versatile asset, an asset that so many other folks are not able to capitalize on. Plus, the other cool thing is, like I said at the beginning of this, you know, I'm I'm here at our lake house right now. You know, I'm I'm able to um, own a lot of real estate that is appreciating in value that I don't have to be in. You know, and it, it can be a passive investment, right? So that's the other piece of it. Next. We can also look at the historical trends of it. You know, you look at, at the stock market, we have that, we don't have a historical trend in 
cryptocurrency. So who knows what what will happen there? But um, I'm you know I, I look at uh, <laughs> just DC, right? So there's a neighborhood in DC called Petworth. I was sent an advertisement of when they were selling this house. Um, you know, almost I don't know, like 75 years ago, these new row homes, and they're like. $8,950, only $500 down. And you can buy on 7th Street in Petworth. You look at this now and it's crazy. These homes are maybe 700,000. You see them, the fixed up ones going over a million dollars, right? You never look at the historical trends of real estate is nobody's grandfather ever said, man, I'm so glad I sold that house, you know, 40 years ago, unless you're maybe in Detroit, right? Where, you know, you don't even get good water. There, there's a different story. But everywhere else, you're looking at something that is just so different. Well, all right. So we're looking at the historical trends. We're looking at all that. Now, next, this is the other piece that we have to understand, right? <clears throat> price is a function of supply and demand, right? The reason why the prices have been going up extremely high is because we've got a bunch of buyers um, in the market. And we have, we're low on inventory. Builders between 08 and, eight, and 18 did not build. We were 5 million houses short of where we needed to be. So here's the, the issue. Um, we're, we're, we've priced out some buyers, right? So some buyers are no longer active in the market. But what happens is we have 80 million millennials, right? The demographics of our country is we have 80 million people that are now in the home buying phase, right? Millennials up until this point in mass have only rented. They have not bought properties. That is their whole thing. And, and like, I mean, heck, I love, like there was a comedian who's like, oh, look at these millennials walking around like they rent the place, right? And uh, it's it's crazy. That, that was the whole thing. They're like, we're going to be transient. We're not going to settle down. We're not all the other stuff. Well, now they're having kids and they're starting to settle down. Well, 70% of these 80 million millennials said they plan to buy a house in the next three years, right? What makes something valuable? It's what somebody's willing to pay for it. And if there's um, now a few pe people are getting priced out of the market, but we've got 70% of 80 million millennials that are now planning to buy in the next 36 months. So we see that that demand, even with the interest rates pulling some people out, demand is actually going to go up. It's a demographic that no other country in, in the world has this many people that are all looking to do that. So right now, of all the applications for uh, home buyers, 45% of those are with millennials. So to say that um, people are getting priced out. It's just not knowing what the demographics of our country really are. People are not getting priced out. Uh, well, they are, but even though they're getting priced out, we've got so many new people that are coming into the market that are demand, um, you know, on the supply and de demand, the demand curve um, is still massively, massively high. So, um, so with that said, we need to, let me pull up my next piece of my notes. With that said, now the supply side, you know, like I said earlier, we are 5 million houses short right now. There, there's not enough supply. Go to a ball game and you'll see a $15 beer. Well, why is it $15, right? You go, you go to the store and it's, it's a totally different story. Um, it's because there is 
limited supply. If they let DoorDash come in and deliver or whatever to a stadium, then the prices would go down immediately, but they have a captive audience and they can limit the supply. You only can buy from one supplier and they're charging $15 to, to buy a beer there, right? So, <clears throat> so we're looking at this right now and we say, okay, well, there's less supply, right? If you're trapped in a desert, how much would you pay for a bottle of water? If you're walking out, you'd pay everything, right? You'd pay a million dollars if you had a million dollars. You'd pay your whole net worth and you'd mortgage your entire future to get out of that that place. Well, right here, you know, like I said, I'm at my lake house. My, I'm, I'm on the island right here. I can reach over to uh, to the sink and I can just turn on the water. What will I pay for that? I mean, you know, maybe a, a couple cents, if that, um, for the water. And, and at a stadium, you're looking at like, what, a $10 bottle of water, $8 bottle of water. Uh, so, it, you know, the demand is the same there, but the supply is limited. Well, the same thing's happening in the real estate market is our supply is limited, right? There's, there's not enough supply because builders built too little. Um, uh, interest rates are, are low. So people are keeping their old houses that have a low interest rate that's that's below the level of inflation. So they're letting inflation destroy their debt. Um, and uh, on top of that, uh, uh, anyway, I'm losing my mind. On top of that, you, we're, we're just seeing that houses can't be built fast enough to keep up, right? And so with that, there's still a limited number of supply. This is this is what I wanted to get into. Sorry, I, uh, I changed pages from my notes here. This is what I wanted to look at. And 2015, there were about 1.2 million houses on the market at any point in time, right? For sale. Well, with that, um, you know, you, you look at where, where supply and demand is on that. Like if, if 1.2 is, is a neutral market, it wasn't a buyer's market. It wasn't a seller's market. It was just, it was just a normal neutral market. Well, right now, before the interest rates went up, we were we had 344,000 houses available. After the interest rates went up, as of a couple of weeks ago, there were just under 400,000 houses available. So we're still looking at like what a third of the houses that are available in the, in a neutral market. So if people are out there, I mean, we're still in a very very strong market. You never see a real estate uh, recession happen when when there's there's low inventory, right? It does not happen because it's supply and demand. And so if there's not enough supply, there is going to be a problem if, uh, you know, where prices are going to either stay stable or go up. Now people are saying, oh, I'm seeing price reductions everywhere. Well, what are the price reductions based on, right? I think we're getting a stabilization, not, not really price reductions. We're getting a stabilization where it's at. So next, let's talk about rates, right? Current rate, you know, somewhere in the uh, like just above six percent. Actually, they've gone down just a little bit right now. So what we're saying to everybody is, hey, we're seeing uh, mid five rates, right? They were six, just over six last week. So houses are on sale right now. If you're interested in looking, you should you should be looking right now because houses are on sale. Um, overall, we see rates are are low compared to the the national average comp compared to historical trends. Uh, let's see here. Let me just uh, look through. So those are pretty much the economic indicators that we needed to look at. We needed to understand. We needed to really realize like these are the things that are going on in the market right now. If we don't understand that, then we're going to be, uh, you know, forced to just live in fear, right? So one of the things that I say as real estate agents is uh, ignorance brings 
fear. What does that mean? You know, everybody uses ignorance like as a pejorative term, like this negative, like, oh, you're ignorant. But let's be honest, we're all ignorant in certain areas, right? And some of those areas are what's going to happen in the market, right? Well, listen, if we all had a crystal ball, we'd all be in Tahiti right now drinking a margarita on the beach instead of... um, uh, instead of doing whatever we're doing. So none of us have that crystal ball, but what we do have is the ability to have data that that can uh, inform our decisions, right? And so with that said, um, ignorance brings fear. If we don't have this data, our clients are gonna have fear, they're gonna have ignorance, they're gonna be nervous, they're gonna be worried, and there's gonna be some issue there. So what we've gotta do is get rid of the ignorance you know, get rid of the fear that they have, um, give them data so that people can, can no longer be scared to move forward, right? Say, oh man, okay, so supply is limited and demand is actually really strong. And even with buyers leaving the market, we've got so many new buyers coming based on our economic demographics that it's actually, a, real estate is actually a pretty solid bet right now. So with that said, Um, those are the things that we need to be looking at. And those are the things that we need to bring to our clients. So with that said, I want to wrap up by saying this, um, we at the Redux group and me, myself, um, we're partnering with people. I I went over to, uh, EXP a few years or about a year ago, and now we're partnering with folks. So if anybody ever wants to partner with us, we're not talking about joining our team or anything. I mean, and heck, if you're interested in having that conversation, we're, we're open to having that. We are expanding into six markets uh, over the next uh, over the next few months. But um, what we are looking to do is um, partner with with folks and just give our whole playbook and just get into business with some other great folks throughout the country. So if that's something you, you're ever interested in, just go to my webpage, chriscraddick.com. Um, I personally would will jump on a call with you and just discuss what it would look like to partner together wherever you are in the country and see if we can do uh, do something that's a win-win. Um, so with that said, uh, if this has been helpful, if this information in this podcast has been helpful, please uh, give us a five-star, uh, well, uh, give us an honest review. I'd love it if, five, if it's five-star, but whatever whatever you feel like is, is, would be, is accurate, give us that. And also, if I can ever do anything to serve you, reach out to me on Instagram at Cradrock. I, I want to make myself available. I want to give more than I receive. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to, you know, pretty much do whatever I can to help uh, help folks succeed. So anything you want um, or need that I can, can help you with, please reach out. Let me know. And until then, uh, go live uncommon and go kill it. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other Uncommon Real Estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 